0: Now tuned in to the Indie LA experience. This is Indie
1: LA. Marcus, I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, there's so much noise sometimes. You know, when you're working and you're grinding and you're doing so many different projects, sometimes you just kind of need that that moment to reset, or that you know that if it's an hour, you know, alone to kind of reorganize your thoughts and things. Is there anything that you you do or anything that you kind of practice to help yourself kind of reset or, you know, pull away and re-energize?
2: Yeah, um, definitely some sort of like um, anything involved in nature, whether it's like a walk, if it's just going outside and just like getting a fresh breath of air. But yeah, if I have like a, a long performance or something and there's a lot of music involved, I'll listen to a podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll completely I, I won't like have anything that's like music related or or read something just like definitely taking that break makes me like appreciate coming back to it. Yeah. Where,
1: where you can like kind of be a listener or, you know, taking information in without having to feel like you have to give back to it. Yeah, exactly.
2: Do you have a process like
1: that? Uh, I mean, I'm a big walker, too. You know, walking is kind of my source of meditation, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll walk for an hour or two hours a day just to, you know, kind of be with my thoughts. I love that um but i am very much the same way like even even music in the car sometimes now I, I don't even do that so much anymore especially since we started doing the podcast yeah I, I, I love listening to podcasts i find it way more um relaxing yeah and and just to like listen and yeah take take that in and be like gaining information as opposed to just almost like hearing noise
2: yeah i observe more too mm-hmm. when i'm in like silence so like that helps
1: yeah yeah, sometimes it's just good to be be comfortable being in silence with yourself and your thoughts.
2: Yeah, and we get into that with our next guest.
3: I had to like sit by myself and write again. And I felt just so much better being able to do that as well and to like really like sit with myself and find peace in the present moment.
1: Our guest today just released her new single, 94. She's got another new single coming out next month leading up to her brand new EP in the new year. Let's welcome Chloe Caroline to the podcast.
3: Yay. Thank hey, you man. for having me. Welcome.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> I
0: appreciate
2: it. So we want to get right into it. Um, How did you get started with uh, songwriting and what inspired you? to take this path in life.
3: Yeah. Um I've been writing since I was 6. Um I started taking piano when I was 6 too and I grew up in a really musical household, so I was always around it and for some reason, I mean music just was always what I used to like self-soothe, you know, like even like okay. as a little kid, like falling asleep at night, like I'd always be just singing to myself. Like I've always kind of been an insomniac, so mm. <laughs> that's what I'd be doing and then I always found myself gravitating towards lyrics that, you know, obviously sparked emotion, even though I didn't necessarily understand what they were talking about. Okay. And I just I've always been kind of an old soul. And I, I don't know, I think it's just kind of ingrained in me. It's definitely runs in my family, no doubt. My dad was a singer songwriter, my grandfather was as well. So it definitely is just <laughs> in me. But at the same time, like, like I have a sister and she can sing but it's not her path you know so it's definitely something I just have felt called to do and then when I was 11 I got really sick and was like pulled out of sixth grade and very isolated and in that found myself again gravitating towards music on like a whole other level like it is what I use to feel connected and like digest what I was going through because it was really difficult it was, it was a life-threatening illness and so It became, yeah, like my friend (laughs) and I taught myself guitar and um, eventually started posting on Facebook when I got a Facebook page in like eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, I know you said your, your dad played music, your mm-hmm. grandfather played music. You grew up in Canada, correct?
3: I grew up in California, but in California. I'm half Canadian, and so I spent like three months of my whole life every single year there. I okay, went to preschool there. Yeah.
1: I'm, a- I'm also Canadian.
3: No way. What, what part?
1: Uh, I'm from Vancouver Island, but I okay. I went, you were in Kingston, Kingston, I believe? Kingston, yeah. I went to uh, preschool in the first half of elementary school in um, Oakville, Ontario. Oh,
3: no way. Yeah. yeah, that's really close to my family's cottage there. They have like a Little Lake Cottage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: so what what kind of music was your dad playing my my parents were musical too my dad played a lot of music he still does but they were kind of rock they played a lot of like motown type stuff so that's that's kind of always what my musical taste has been
3: yeah my dad i mean he was in a ton of rock bands it was like 80s you know 80s hair band with the white leather pants yeah
0: (laughs) the feathered
3: hair like (laughs) that sort of vibe but he loved he loved country he loved i mean he loves like the rolling stones like which are also influenced by country even though they're rock yeah (laughs) so kind of those vibes but i grew up listening to everything i mean frank sinatra Fleetwood mac the eagles like carol king (laughs) all the classics (laughs) okay yeah yeah
2: Hmm. yeah you mentioned that you were um like an old soul like as a young kid i felt like i um gravitated towards like the older like genres of Mm. music too and i kind of leaned into jazz music as a young kid um like instrumental and you said that you used to like sing to yourself like at night i used to like play um, like a track like a, a jazz song from yeah. like Sonny Rollins like at night that would like help me I like go to sleep because I, I, I did
1: Kenny G that was my oh thing for right.
2: well.
3: yes, <laughs> yeah. yes the lullabies I always say like one day I'm gonna make like a lullaby album oh yeah <laughs> just like at some point in my career because why not <laughs> yeah
1: I know um with some of your new songs like I find your lyrics so you're very vulnerable I think in your lyrics Thank you. and your your storytelling which I, I think is great Do you feel that that's um, the response from Mm. from doing that has been has been positive?
3: It has. Yeah, I feel like I mean, whenever you open up, people feel more comfortable opening up as Mm. well. And that's kind of my goal is to, you know, allow people to feel um, comfortable in their own skin so that we can better connect. And you can do that if you feel understood, you know, and like people will understand you and listen. And so for me, like. That's kind of my chance to do that. And it's like how, again, how I process my life and my feelings. And I always say, like, I feel like I'd be a crazy person if I didn't have music as an Uh, outlet. Because, (laughs) yeah, like, I mean, I remember, like, going through, like, a really terrible breakup. And I was, like, sitting on my bed and, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know what people do. Like, what do people do that don't have this? Like, this is exactly how I'm working through this right now. And obviously, people have their own outlets. But for me, it's music, so.
2: Well, you said that um, some of your your relationships have been like an influence for you to like write songs. Like I'm wondering what that process looks like for you.
3: Mm -hmm. I think it it definitely changes um, a lot of time, especially if I'm like right in something like in the midst of it. It's like me sitting down, you know, at the keyboard or um, with my guitar by myself often and I don't necessarily know what I'm going to write, but it just kind of comes out. That's all I can explain it as. Like it's, I'll just kind of start, you know, like playing some chords and some lyrics kind of flow out. And I always say it's like not me. It's definitely like like higher power, no doubt. But then you know, there's there's things that I'm super intentional with, and I walk into a writing session. I'm like, I want to write about this. And sometimes I'll come in with a chorus or something, um, or sometimes I come with a title, and that's it. And we start from square one and just kind of have a therapy session <laughs> yeah. you know um so it's fun. it's definitely it's a cool way to have both I love co-writing because you get people that have different strengths that you don't necessarily have maybe they're far better guitar player like I feel like I'm at a certain point which you know I'd hope to like expand upon one day but there are people that like that's their thing you know and uh they can play something that sparks an idea for me. And that's, that's the best part, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know, both ways I love.
2: And how does that, um, how do you find like your, your songs uh, like, like vary when you collaborate with somebody mm-hmm. versus when you like go alone?
3: Yeah. I would say, I just, I think there's a little bit more probably like diversity in my stuff when it's with somebody else. Cause you know, you're getting the influence of another person maybe, but, or maybe it's just, it expands me farther, I guess. It, 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 I do something that maybe I normally wouldn't do. But when I'm alone, I tend to, I feel like my, my words are just like the most authentic they could possibly be. And it's just Chloe, you know what I mean? It's literally yeah, I mean. just like stream of consciousness, Chloe. Um, so there's something really special about that. And I remember I was living in Nashville for a number of years and had sessions like, Two times a day, sometimes, and I love songwriting. It's if I could do it every single day at every moment, I would. But it it got to the point where I was so burnt out, I wasn't really like living. You know, I didn't really have anything to pull from anymore, and um, I stopped writing by myself because I was going into these sessions with other people just all the time, and. I felt I got to the point where I felt like I wouldn't even give myself the time to write by myself because I felt like I was like wasting time. I was like, I should be in a session. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened and I had moved, I had just moved back here, ironically, before that. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's all I could do is I did end up having some like Zoom sessions and stuff too, but I had to like sit by myself and write again. And I felt just so much better being able to do that as well and to like really like, sit with myself and in, in peace and in the present moment find peace in the present moment so it's mm. it's easy to <laughs> yeah. you know not do that i guess yeah and get distracted yeah it? exactly and to like allow yourself to to start creating and and if you hit a block you hit a block you know and you can come back to it instead of being so self-critical which is oftentimes what artists do even though we shouldn't <laughs>
1: What are some things that, that help you kind of overcome those obstacles when you're writing and you hit, you hit those walls. Ooh.
3: Yeah.
2: The writing block.
3: Yeah. Mm. I mean, sometimes it literally is just, you take a break. Um, especially if I'm in a session with, with somebody else, like it's, Hey, let's come back to it in, in a week or a couple weeks or whatever. And, and then I'll spend some time with it alone and, you know, not have like the, the pressure, just the energy of somebody else in the room. And I can really be like, what do I, especially if I'm the artist on the song, mm-hmm. is this what I want? You know what I mean? Um, so sometimes I do that. Um, other times I just kind of try something new, you know, I'll just try to go a different direction, maybe um, mess up the chords a little bit, um, go to a different part of the song.
1: Does it usually start with um, like a hook or a line yeah. or or do you kind of hear it first? And mm-hmm. then you?
3: I would say oftentimes it starts with like a lyric, mm-hmm. I would say a lyric and um, and then it's not like fully fleshed out. It's like, I'll, I'll get the melody really strong. And then I go back in and I do like a deep dive into the lyrics. Okay. Um, I like when I'm writing by myself often to do like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, like very structured like that, as opposed to just starting with a chorus, where if I'm in a co-writing session, sometimes we start with the chorus. I find that when I'm writing by myself, that's like easier to develop the story that way and I'm like literally still figuring it out like as I'm as I'm writing so I don't want to like limit myself and where it could possibly go so um yeah I kind of like to progress that way I guess
2: yeah okay (laughs) just in order
3: yeah okay
2: and you talked about like that authenticity in your in your lyrics and your songwriting process I kind of want to know like how important that is to you. And then also I want to branch off of that. Have you ever tried to write a song without that in mind? Like, have you ever been given like a prompt or um, like thought of like a feeling or a situation? Mm-hmm. And like, if you go that way, does it feel forced? Does mm-hmm. it feel like not you?
3: Yeah. Um, I I definitely have been given prompts before, or, you know, maybe it's for a different artist and when it is, because I, I love doing that too, it's, I, obviously, I try to, like, dig deep into, like, what have I been through similarly, or an emotion, at least, if I haven't been through that specific thing, and I try to find something personal, because that's definitely where I get my best lyrics from, no doubt. Like, if I can't feel it, it's not, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to feel it, Um, but, you know, that's also what's so beautiful about, like, storytelling is, like, it's just, like, movies and stuff, you know, like, it's not, that hard to put yourself in it, you know, when you really just like allow yourself to kind of like, I guess, free yourself up. I don't know. And sometimes I like put on another song or an instrumental, even that's like kind of that I know will spark that emotion. Mm. um I'm like heavily affected by music to the point where sometimes like I don't listen to it because like I don't want to feel a certain way. I- it sounds crazy, okay? Yeah, <laughs> but oh, like, I, I- like that- if I'm like if I got a lot going on in my life, I'm like. I can't, like, I'm going to go on this walk, and it's just me, myself, and I in my head. I don't want to hear anything right now because I don't want to feel something. (laughs) It sounds nuts, but it's true. Um, But with, like, prompts and stuff, like, for film and TV, like, that's really fun, but it can feel forced, definitely. And I try my best to, like, separate it from feeling that way and, again, like, find something that's, like, a true narrative, whether it's from my life or somebody else's um and then like today actually I had somebody reach out and uh they're a producer in uh in Israel and so obviously with everything going on there he was like I think it would be really cool to write something like really powerful and I was like sure let's do it you know I that was that was him coming to me you know he doesn't really have like a necess- necessarily like a firm idea of what that is but it still kind of gives me a frame of reference and so i'm trying to figure out like on the way here i was like trying to come up with like different ideas without um trying to just pull what i'm seeing on the news you know what i mean to make Mm. it like super literal like how can i how can i still make it personal to me yeah as well
2: yeah yeah because i mean that personal aspect i think that's what um keeps your listeners listening mm-hmm. like when they feel like connected to you and they feel like what you're doing is real mm-hmm. like they want to hear more of it for sure
3: oh 100 percent. yeah and i just yeah i would have a really hard time not like not being real in my music and just doing something just to release it like it's not yeah <laughs> i'd hate that
1: <laughs> well i know with um with boyish and with 94 kind of jumping into those a little bit you're you're talking a lot about i think how you put it as situationships yeah <laughs> and, and uh past past relationships and uh-huh. stuff is that stuff that you you have a hard time talking about mm. or do you get any kind of like Ooh. almost like backlash yeah. when, when you're when you're diving into those things and, and sharing those kind of things in your music
3: um no, I haven't received any backlash. I mean, knock on wood. Um, yeah. I have not received really any backlash. I think people, because some somebody can relate to it, you yeah. know? And I try to write my music in a way that's not going to, like, attack somebody else either. Like, even with mm-hmm. Boyish, like, it's a song definitely inspired by the manchildren, but I'm fully aware, like, there are women children in the world and it's not about gender at all. It's about maturity. Um, and so with that in mind, we, we all know one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, we all know sure. somebody and it's not necessarily like targeting like you're bad and I'm the greatest thing in the world. It's not that it's, I wanted it to like encourage people to take back their power and that they don't have to, if some, you know, relationship or connection isn't serving them anymore, that they're allowed to free themselves from it and mm-hmm. it's okay. And it's, it's honestly best for both parties involved, you know, and kind of having that outlook on it as opposed to kind of just writing like a man hater song, for example. There's enough people that do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I kind of want to touch on this too because with both those songs, you you've put out full music videos as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What is what is your process like when you're trying to come up with how to visually tell that story?
3: Uh, it's so much fun. Sometimes I literally have an idea when I'm writing a song and I'll like, see it immediately and I'm like, oh, we need to do this sort of video or or it's really obvious um, just based on what I'm talking about in the this, in this song. If it's a very specific storyline, like for 94, I really wanted to play out a lot of what actually happened in my situationship, but also I like, definitely took some liberties too like there are certain scenes that like didn't happen um but there are also lyrics where I didn't show what I was saying because I didn't feel like I needed to it was already spoken for and I didn't want it to be like that on the nose and Mm -hmm. so I kind of took what I wanted and then gave it room to kind of be its own thing and have its own storyline I guess (laughs) if that makes sense um but it's fun I mean you get to collaborate with with your friends and people that believe in your music and and brainstorm and um it's it's a lot of pressure though because once you get to the point where you're finally making a music video it's like the song's probably been written for like four years (laughs) you know Mm. you've like gone through all the production of that and it's like all right now it's time to release it this is a whole other thing i want to make sure that the video is a representation of how good the song is Mm -hmm. um, or make sure that it speaks to what I'm trying to actually say, (laughs) you know? And uh, yeah, it's always interesting. It's a challenge.
2: (laughs) Well, where are you pulling influence from when you come up with those visuals? Like Mm -hmm. uh, is it movies, other music videos, like who's some of your favorites?
3: That's a good question too. Um, I oftentimes find myself looking at a lot of brand stuff, to be honest. Like, There's some really cool brands. Um, Free People, for example, love their clothes, but like they also have an incredible creative team. And so I love their look. I love how it's like very like vintage inspired and again, not too clean cut, if that makes sense. like. I don't love the videos that are just super perfect, you know? Oh, like, I mm. love a good, like, shaky cam. Like, I want it to feel like you are there, you're Something in raw, it. Like real life. Yeah, exactly. Or even, like, I love the show Friday Night Lights, so I pull from, like, that show. Like, there's, like, multiple um, cameras at the same time and um, all getting different angles, different reactions of things. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. So definitely not just music videos. Like, I try to pull from a lot of other different cinematic things (laughs) yeah well
2: um i want to go back just a little bit you talked about how you go through like a like a music experience or something whether it's like songwriting or performing or something Mm -hmm. you'll often take uh take a break and not listen to to anything like for a minute and i i can totally relate to that i'll do like a like a dj gig or like play the Mm -hmm. saxophone for a wedding or something yeah it'll be like four to six like hours of playing music uh, and that two hour drive home i will just like drive in like, yep. silence yeah. <laughs> just just to relax yeah yeah um yeah. so i, I kind of want to know like um like when you are like in that like um like silence like is that like a reset like for mm-hmm. you or do you find yourself like getting inspired from like other things that aren't like musical yeah. or like visual like what are your other oh
3: definitely yeah. yeah um like you like yeah i i love just spending time in the car with the radio off or you know no music on and and sometimes i get ideas definitely and i'll just like voice memo them like i did that on the way here um just from yeah like seeing things around me even seeing like signs like sometimes i'll see something and I'm like that would be a good title for a song yeah. like you never know a person walking down the street i go on walks a lot i try to walk like three miles at least like every day and i'll um i'll sometimes have headphones on but nothing in them <laughs>
1: I do that too sometimes yeah, just
3: just to be like okay, so no
1: one bothers no you a bother little you. bit and just yeah, to like have that extra exactly. silence yeah. yeah
3: and just like being in you know I live by the beach so being by the water and and around the, the pretty trees and everything it's just like being outside is so grounding and I yeah I oftentimes get get ideas just that way like the best ideas I've gotten are, are that way honestly <laughs> awesome
2: do you feel like your ideas like differ from you, you said that you spend some time in like Canada like three months out of the year mm-hmm. uh, like from when you're living there to like living in LA
3: yeah and I mean now I don't have the look <laughs> always have the luxury of getting to like spend that time there I kind of stopped and like maybe high school when I started doing like cheerleading and stuff. We had to like do like cheer camp and stuff like that. Okay. But um I always go every year. I've gone every year my whole life. But yeah, like definitely I always like owe Canada and like my time there in the summers to like my creativity because it was like where I was running barefoot, like with my cousins, like we had no access to the internet, no phones, just like would leave our friends after school and just be gone for three months out of the whole year. And it was just, it was like living in like a little heaven that we created and, you know, made up stories. And kids don't have that often anymore. You know, it's like yeah. they're always attached, like even if they are on summer vacation. And, you know, I grew up like right around the time that that stuff was just happening, I think. And, yeah, and still, there was we, just no we still didn't option. still not all have cell phones and stuff. Yeah. Like that, and it. it was like there was no option. Like I literally, even when I was just there recently, like I actually released 94 when I was in Canada at my family's cottage there and the Wi-Fi is awful so it's mm-hmm. like it's like good luck you know you kind of have to detach but it's nice.
1: <laughs> we, you kind of forces it to be creative when you're a kid do you?
3: Yeah definitely <laughs> and then it's a cool contrast to like growing up in California too because I grew up by the beach in a little beach bubble and um and it was similar in the way that like again a lot of different scenery and nature and you can kind of brainstorm I mean LA is crazy but I got to get away from that too and yet still have like the option to like go to the city or go to the desert or whatever and that definitely influenced me and just like as a person and my sound and kind of wanting to be a melting pot I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
2: Well, do you have a, I'm going to go way back. We're going to rewind to little Chloe. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have like a, like a moment or maybe it's a few moments, um, whether they're like musical or like art inspired that you can remember that you just knew like, okay, I want to do this like in life. I know you said you had like a lot of family, like you you Mm -hmm. grew up with it. It was always around. Yeah. Can you like recall like any of those like little times?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, From the time I was in third grade and, like, my teacher was like, what do you want to be? Like, I drew a picture of Britney Spears with a headset. So, Uh, like, (laughs) you know, like, I definitely knew that's what I wanted to do. But I was also, I think, shy as far as, like, actually, like, performing for people. Like, never with friends, like, always very outgoing. But as far as being comfortable, just, like, performing by myself. Like, I would do, like, the piano recital and I would do choir and stuff like that. And the talent show, like, once a year. But I was not the kid that was, like... Center of attention, me, me, me. Like, let me sing for you. Um, and so it wasn't until I was like eleven that I feel like it became, you know, obviously I sang for my sister and my my friends and family, but like that's it. Like not really beyond that, I guess. (laughs) Um, and it wasn't until I was like, yeah, like eleven when I when I got sick that I was like, I want to, I wanna share these songs. Like I just I don't know, I felt like a need to, and then I got my Facebook page and I was like oh I can do that and I can share it with people and people are responding saying that they that they resonate with it and that's cool like that didn't even like connect to me that that's what it could be like I knew how music affected me but like I just didn't realize that like mine had the power to do that for somebody else yeah. and so yeah. eventually like when I started seeing those comments it definitely like built my confidence up no doubt and then I'd go to school and have you know when I started going to school again and I had friends that would come up to me as well and be like I want to I want to listen to your music like can you record it you know and that was that was really cool and I just knew like I would always regret it if I didn't go for it because yeah. there was definitely like, a good time where I was like maybe I want to do um become like a doctor or something especially because I had just been so ill and I was like fascinated by the human body and I thought it was so cool or like something with psychology or just something else with creative writing because I always have loved creative writing. But I just knew like I was like, if I don't try, I am going to regret it. I'm always going to wonder like, what if? And it was something that like I always did. When the first thing I, I could do when I was done with cheer practice or homework, like it was get my guitar and start playing and it still is like that's why it's like the curse of the artist is like even if i was like i'm done i'm done tomorrow i'm done i'm throwing my career away like that's it i'm gonna go do something else i know that i wouldn't be done like i'd still like it's just what i do i yeah. saying mm-hmm. i write it's the first thing that comes to my mind yeah so. you're
2: still gonna pick up the guitar yeah,
3: exactly. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's cool
2: you, you said that you were you
1: were ill when mm-hmm. you were younger myself too i was also quite sick as a kid and okay. uh, i had to have a bone marrow transplant uh-huh. And um, I wasn't allowed to do like sports and things like that as a kid. Right. I would get like bruised and bleed really easily, mm-hmm. uh, and I always wanted to play hockey. I wanted to always wanted to do sports, oh, yeah. and I was always kind of held back from that. Mm-hmm. So like the minute I was actually healthy and okay, yeah, I felt like I had all this extra drive yeah. that kind of carried through my athletic career. Sure. Did you ever have that? kind of thing with music where you yeah. you like couldn't really dive into it because of yeah. other things that were going on do you think that kind of gave you more drive now as an artist
3: mm-hmm. oh i think definitely i mean and just like not even just with music with with life in general like man i remember thinking just like the the physical things like they don't matter like i was like mm-hmm. i want to I want to go to school. I want to do my homework. I want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, get out and play sports. I want to, like, just even appreciating getting to, like, go for a walk. I remember at one point it was, like, a big deal to, like, get to go on a walk outside and not be in my house or in the hospital. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I, I just gained, like, such an appreciation for taking advantage, like, of the moment and of the things that actually matter. And, um, and then, yeah, with music, like, it definitely gave me a perspective as far as just like going for what what you want to do you know what I mean like going after your dreams because like why else are we yeah Yeah. you literally have nothing (laughs) to lose you know um and yeah definitely and I think also like I had kind of like a newfound confidence too like once I started getting better it was like here I am like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm ready to like to do this thing and it definitely still took time to like build up of course but yeah
2: yeah, but you said even at like 11 you found that people were connecting to your to your yeah. music and, and yeah. you knew that's what you wanted to do. That's pretty early.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It know- was funny cuz I never like, you know, was writing about stuff of course that I was going through, but also stuff that I wasn't necessarily experiencing yet, with love and stuff. Like I was sure. so innocent <laughs> and it's just so funny cuz so I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> like-
2: yeah. Yeah, I know when I was 11, I mean, that's when I picked up, like, uh, the saxophone, Mm -hmm. and, um, like, I just felt lucky to, like, have one, and I just, like, knew that I had, like, an older cousin that I looked up to, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to, like, you know, do what he did. Yeah. It didn't really, like, click for me until, like, years later that that's, like, what I wanted to do, but um, I do remember, like, as a a kid, like, you mentioned in, like, third grade, like, you had Mm -hmm. something. I was, like, probably around that age, too. Actually, fifth grade, I, I had, like, freshen my elbow and I had to wear like a cast on my right arm mm-hmm. so I couldn't write or like draw or anything with my right hand yeah um for like the first few months uh months went by I was in art class and I could actually like draw just like a little bit like moving my hand like eventually like after that yeah and um but wearing the cast my my teacher noticed that for some parts I was using my left hand but yeah. I was like oh, I'm not i can't really do it with my left, you know like my right hand is my strong so most of the drawing was on my right right and uh i remember her being just fascinated when she saw like the it was like a car or something yeah Yeah. she had thought that i did the whole thing with my left hand because i had my (laughs) thing and she was like Oh, you're, you're ambidextrous funny. like yeah she, and, and like like when she like you know hyped me up yeah. like i was like oh like maybe i maybe i am good, like i didn't yeah. know what that word meant yeah. and i was just like oh maybe that means i can you know write when my arm is a little injured yeah like, you yeah, know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um that, that just kind of like inspired me and like I wanted to be an engineer and like and yeah. draw things like an auto engineer. I didn't yeah. know what an auto engineer meant at the time right I thought so I I thought I could, draw cars. I thought I just, could like, just draw cars. I love like, drawing yeah, cars, yeah. <laughs> but that that inspired me to like want to just like take art seriously right. and um oh, that's so cool yeah my my parents signed me up for like a like a summer like art class mm-hmm. like I went for like two summers yeah and then I remember just like focusing on art in, like, high school and, like, always having that elective in all of my semesters. But, yeah, I think that's ultimately what led me to want to dive into music and, like, take that seriously, too. So,
3: yeah, it's funny you bring up your teacher because when I was 11 and when I started going back to school, I, I transitioned to, like, a brand new school because my parents were just, like, we don't want you to deal with kids, like, giving i looked so different like i was like 30 pounds thinner as an 11 year old like that's drastic mm-hmm. and um and so they're like let's go for a fresh start and for the first time ever i went to a private school a private catholic school and i i'm not catholic i'll start there and uh was definitely like ostracized immediately it was like the uh... opposite of like what yeah i was like Doesn't matter that you're Christian, you're not Catholic, and you know, these kids have been going to school with each other since they were like four years old, and you're the new kid, and it's really small and private school and yada yada. Is it like the whole Um, outfits
1: and all that?
0: The whole
3: outfits, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, and I befriended like this new girl who or sorry, I was the new girl. I befriended the girl that people like bullied often. Um, because I just I've always been like (laughs) you've always done that. And uh immediately it was like, okay, um you're over here and we're over here. and You know, it was just like not, it was not good for the first time ever. And uh, I had this teacher though in seventh grade who made everybody come into class and we would just like free write every day about like whatever like was going on in our lives. Like it didn't have to be grammatically correct. It could get up with spelling errors. Like it could be run on sentences. Like he literally did not care. It was like just to get us to like break through any walls and learn how to just like you know um I guess let go when it came to writing and like Mm -hmm. our emotions and stuff and so I used it as like my way to like journal I guess Mm -hmm. but that definitely encouraged me to like become a vulnerable songwriter too because I was already doing that at like the same time and then just getting better and better and better at doing it because I had this teacher that was like just speak your mind like say what you want to say you know what I mean so it, I definitely owe it to him, too. <laughs> okay,
2: cool. And you, you would say, like, that's, like, one of your first moments of being, like, emotionally, like, vulnerable, and like, in your...
3: Yeah, I would say it's a moment where I was, like, this is this is how I need to write. You know what I mean? Like, I, I liked it. It was how I released how I was feeling. And, again, it was, like, something that I had, like, already started a little bit with, like, poetry and, and songwriting. But it was, like, probably taken to the next level there.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm sure as you started to get like kind of that positive response and people Mm -hmm. wanting to hear your stuff that like helps build your confidence to want to open up more too. Yeah.
3: Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that was, that was just the coolest thing. And just, yeah. Realizing that it wasn't just like for me anymore. Cause at first it literally was, it was just something that I loved to do. And, and then it was like, Oh, this can make somebody else understand what they're going through. Like, okay. Yeah. I should probably do more of that, (laughs) you know? And just the fact that like it came very naturally to me you know I think and singing definitely something I've like taught myself how to sing my whole life I mean I think I was, you're always like some people are like more um naturally good at it you know what I mean from from the get-go but at the same time like I worked really hard at it and like would listen to myself back and practice and practice and practice and writing was something that I think was always just like my strong suit from the beginning like even just creative writing like I used to write like novels in like fourth grade like like I loved like you know creating different stories and um and all of yeah everything that had to do with creative writing basically
2: (laughs) yeah I, I had a um a little my parents had like an old computer and I remember like trying to like write a story and it was about like some little snake character who had like other animal yeah. friends and i don't know what like inspired me to do that but mm-hmm. like just like i don't know like like reading as a kid and i i was yeah. like immediately like i wanted to like create and mm-hmm. i don't think i went anywhere with it it was probably yeah. like a couple of sentences yeah. long but yeah that, i mean that that's interesting that that's
3: yeah i just loved like getting lost in the world mm-hmm. when i when i could do that and i could make it whatever i wanted it to be and i remember in like seventh grade i was on uh, like the journalism mm-hmm you know, team and, uh, or no, so this is eighth grade. And I was like the features editor and I would get my work done like really, really fast just so I could like, like add to my novel and like add another chapter. And oh, okay. <laughs> and it's funny though, because it never, it's not like I was like showing anybody like no one had any idea. It was just like, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm just it's some of them. I don't know where some of them are, but yeah, I, I found them. And then it was funny. Actually, my mom found like these, like the journal entries that I had written in seventh grade. And she found them on my birthday. Let's see. It would be not last year, the year before. And I would just been looking for them. And it was, like, came at the perfect time because it was, like, I was reading them. And it was, like, meeting my, like, 12-year-old self. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, it inspired my song Memories, actually, which is on my last EP. It's literally, like, that whole storyline. But kind of being, like, having perspective on, like, how far you've come. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to be, like, not where I want to be, you know, Um, and not appreciating, like, okay, like, this song is 20,000 streams, that's really good, and then, you know, when other people says a million and you're, like, comparing yourself, you know what I mean, it's really, really easy to do that, and then thinking, like, here's this, like, girl who, like, could barely sing in front of the class, she was so nervous, you know what I mean, like, yet she was, like, I'm gonna go after it, like, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna make everybody proud, and it was just so refreshing to like read and just be like okay things are good you know i mean she would be so proud yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, awesome so it's fun when you get to find those mementos.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, I, I know i found a box of uh, like old elementary school art, mm-hmm. art and stuff and it's, yeah. it's fun to go yeah, back oh, and cool. you're like what, yeah. what was i thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: like,
3: what, well, what
1: even is that i think yeah. the
3: yeah. weirdest part for me was like seeing obviously you know, the younger version, which she had more, more insecurities and she was Im- immature and blah, blah, blah. But there was also like glimpses of who I am now, like in there sure. and like, that was crazy to see like, okay, like there, there I am, you know what I mean? Mm. Like there she was, she's trying to peek through and she has these aspirations and these visions and, um, and now they're coming true. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome.
2: Well, yeah, um, you're releasing, like, a new single, like, every month, like, for your upcoming project. Let's mm. hear about the new project.
3: Yeah, um, so it's The Awakening, Volume 2. I released The Awakening, Volume 1, the first EP at the end of March. And so this is – and that was kind of, like, very much my spiritual awakening and, like, falling in love again and um, a lot of the lessons that I had learned um, in self-discovery in that process – and then this is kind of the prequel to that. It was definitely like the beginning of that spiritual awakening. And I had just ended a relationship of like five years and was like very raw and um, asking a lot of, you know, questions, you know, fantasizing about a lot of different things, trying to figure myself out. And so a lot of that comes through um, and and also just like, yeah, trying to finally recognizing like what it was that I wanted and why I was attracting certain things. You know, for example, Boyish is on the EP, of course. And mm-hmm. it's like that was written you on know, an earlier, way earlier stage. But when I kind of realized, okay, this is not what I want. I don't want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's just an example. And then 94, I was like dead in the middle of that, that situation ship as I was writing the song. So that was really interesting. And then looking back at, at it now, <laughs> it's like, Whoa. <laughs> different ending than i thought <laughs> yeah
1: well you brought a, a clip for us to hear mm-hmm. can you tell us about the clip what are we gonna listen
3: to yes so you're gonna listen to 94 so yeah that song like i said inspired by a situation chip it was like you know i had met somebody like, right before covid hit it off nothing happened the timing wasn't there immediately like he had to move to and and then i found out he was coming back and it was like all of like the what ifs like came flooding in hmm. and um I'd only really ever known him not because we'd ever dated but like there because there was something there and we both had acknowledged it you know so it wasn't like we were ever just like really friends even though we were friends you know if that makes any sense sure. and it was like walking on eggshells like not really knowing like how to interact like even though it was like yeah we're going to be seeing each other again like but what is this mean it doesn't have to mean something how do i talk to you like we used to flirt like what you know what i mean it was like very weird and it felt like it was like one step forward two steps back not wanting to cross any lines you know both being at different stages where it's like i finally was like kind of ready to like just be like fuck it you know what i mean like let's Mm -hmm. see what happens like it's been like a year since we saw each other but like who cares you know what i mean like if it doesn't work it doesn't work i you know and i remember when i had met him too it was kind of this whole like you were better like I he was kind of one of those people where it kind of made me realize that like other people existed besides my ex that I you know what I mean I was like okay this this can be a thing you know this could be great and I think that's why I'd held on to it for like so long um but it got to the point where I was just like so frustrated almost like sarcastically or was like it'd be cool if we could just see what's here before we're 94 years old and that's kind of what inspired the song oh, wow. all right
1: Ooh. yeah all right let's take a listen
3: it's been
0: a long time coming a long time since i've seen you yeah we both been running so fast since the world fell apart never got to make history said don't you wait for me if it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be no matter how far you got yourself in new york apartment for my If we don't try Why we gonna find All the reasons it ain't
2: those 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 crescendos and those drops you had that intimate like section with just you and the piano mm-hmm. like that drew me in oh, and yes. then when you hit the, the oh, chorus, like thanks. wow that was rewarding so, thank you. i can definitely yeah. relate to that si- yeah <laughs> as well. oh my gosh yeah it's the
3: worst yeah. it's incredible the worst. <laughs> thank you all
2: right and you've got another um single release coming out in november right tell us about that a little I bit
3: yeah so it's called manifest okay. and i'm a big manifester i my whole ep you know definitely has some spiritual references throughout it but for me like it's played a huge role in my in my life and I've literally manifested being on the radio I've manifested literally meeting the love of my life like I have like a vision board of all the things that manifested but I wrote this song (laughs) because it was when I literally like couldn't get this dude like off my mind and I was like I felt like I was going insane and I remember thinking like Fantasies are just like R-rated manifestations. And I was like, we all we all have them, okay? Like, why has nobody like written a song from that perspective? And I was like, you know, for manifesting, like they always say, okay, well, you say it out loud or you write it out and it happens. And I was like, well, if I sing it, <laughs> then it's bound to happen. And so that's kind of like what inspired this one. So it's definitely like on the more like sensual side, which I've never really like released a song in that space before. Yeah. But it's also, I'm hoping like, kind of again sort of like empowering for 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 women especially but everybody just to be confident like putting that out there yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) go after what you want
2: well uh what what's next for you what do you got going on are you working on a project while the this one is releasing or yeah i
3: mean i'm always i'm always writing always recording so yes there's so much music um but also very much like focused on getting this these songs out there they've Mm -hmm. kind of been my babies for a while and making sure that they have a great visual content that goes with it and i would love to get some merch going so it's kind of another thing that's like on my radar right now on top of yeah just shows and stuff like that too but but yeah definitely getting getting all the songs out there uh so the next one's coming out in november
2: cool Mm -hmm. well
1: uh, where can people Go to listen to it. Check out the yeah. new one, the new EP, everything.
3: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, chloecaroline.com is my website, but I'm on all socials. So, Instagram at chloecaroline, TikTok at I'm Chloe Caroline, Twitter at I'm Chloe Caroline, Facebook Chloe Caroline Music, YouTube Chloe Caroline Music, and yeah, all my videos are there as well. So, yeah, and then my number is actually in all of my bios, and it's actually me, not a robot. So, for people that want to chat or stay up to date, awesome, nice.
2: Yeah. Cool in November. We can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. We want to buy some merch too. So we can wear, yeah. wear it on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I know.
0: I got to get it going. I got to get it going. You got it.
3: <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Cool. And Chloe, thanks so much for being on the podcast Yeah. Sure.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs>